Okay, phone off. Phone off. All right, we're rolling. Hello, welcome to Soberish, the I Can't Believe It's Not 5G podcast. That's probably all I've been thinking for the last like couple weeks. I've been reading, um, I've been reading updates on the coronavirus and they have no fucking idea what this thing is. It's like I, uh, heart attacks, 30 year olds are having strokes. This probably isn't how I should open the podcast. Uh, people are probably freaking out, but, um, they can't figure out. Apparently we don't develop antibodies to it. They're just like, or we develop antibodies, but they don't stop you from getting it again. And I, all I can think is like, damn, these people who were freaked out about 5G coming have to be losing their shit right now. And at the same time, I'm like, okay, so maybe we're being radiated by our phones. Could my Wi-Fi work a little bit better? Is that too much to ask? Could I get a decent fucking signal if you're going to cook my fucking organs? Do you think maybe I could get a signal? <laughs> Oh, hi guys. We're here with Karen Rontowski. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Karen Rontowski. We have Karen Rontowski here. Guess what she has? She has a tarot. What do you call it? A tarot school? Tarot course, tarot class, um, all ready to go on my website. And it's the perfect uh, day because I have been worried about 5G for a long time. Yeah, this is why I, I had to get you on the phone uh, to talk about uh, your tarot course. Now, this is not a good advertisement for it because anyone who's ever watched me read tarot uh, knows I'm not real good with like what the tarot cards actually mean. But um, well, I'll tell you about my yes, it's a tarot class. It's a tarot course. It's eight classes. I'm probably going to add a ninth class, um, but it's pretty intense. It starts with the rider deck. And as soon as you're done with the class, and I think you get it, people that like and want to reach out to other decks, they are welcome to. And I think it happens fast. But yeah, it's pretty intense class. In fact, I think people thought it was going to be kind of easy. And it's like, no, I really put everything together in one place. But I've already gotten calls from the people that finished it that are like, I can't believe I'm already doing readings. So I'm really kind of proud of it, happy with it. You know, I love it. I love it. Karen I don't know. Favorite. <laughs> Karen's my favorite person to get readings from. And then also everywhere that I got stuck when I was trying to like remember tarot, you know, cause I hadn't done it in 20 years when I decided to start doing readings. Um, I, uh, I was really hung up on wands. I couldn't figure wands out. And then it turned out to be fire energy, which is usually a struggle for me, which makes sense. And, um, and anyway, cards. yeah, the court cards get weird. I spend a lot of time on the court cards. So, yeah, yeah. but it, I you know, about that too. it's having an interesting effect because, you know, when you do too many readings, it can really wipe you out. And uh -huh. people taking this class are kind of learning that because what is happening is as they're learning about the archetypes and the things in the class, it's, it's literally waking up their intuition. So taking the class is almost as much like doing readings, but I feel like they're not only learning tarot, they're also bumping their intuition at the same time. And I've read for a ton of uh, people that listen to Soberish. And um, I think that they, 
it sort of is only on your podcast. Can I say this? I teach it in sort of a 3D class, but the more you know about the cards and the more you expand your intuition, it moves into like 4D and 5D and what they, they learn to trust what they're getting. And that's the biggest part of any tarot class. Yeah, I think that that's great to have, especially if you're a new oracle or you're you're still learning how to trust that voice within you. I the majority of my communication with quote unquote the aliens is via synchronicity and um, you know like clues in the environment. So I just kind of use the cards along that same vein, and then a lot of them represent something different for me than like. And when I first started doing readings in July, the, um, was it the six of whatever the card that's supposed to be charity? Uh, six uh, of pentacles? Three of swords. No, it's a pentacle card. It's a guy he's breadcrumbing oh, the kids below the him. Six. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got the scales and he's giving away coins. Yes. Yeah. That's my narcissist card. I don't even know what that card actually means because, uh, as soon as I saw it, the, the, the scales and then he was breadcrumbing and I was like, Oh, this is someone managing the power balance and breadcrumbing people he has on their knees. And, um, because I needed a narcissist card because it was the fucking fall. It was, we're going into the fall and all everyone's readings were just about their narcissistic. And that's what I teach in the class too, is like, there is the two of wands, which to me always looks like Italy. When I was in Italy, it almost looked exactly like that. So for me, when I read for people, Uh, And that card comes up and I see a trip is coming up. I'm always like, oh, you're going to Italy. And they're like, yes, we are. But for someone else, that may look like the Bay Area. But so a lot of it is learning the symbolism, but being open to your own interpretation. Right, right. Not getting married to it. But it is great to have a foundation and understand how the cards are. Also, I, uh, yeah. I love to I love to watch you read. So now that we've uh, talked a little bit about tarot, let's talk about 5G a little bit if you're into it. Yeah. Um, so you were the first person I ever heard of 5G from. Uh, I think I called you um, in one of my many. Uh, it was in <laughs> July. It was in one of my many. Please talk me out of my twin flame meltdown uh, rafters. <laughs> and. Um, you asked me about 5G and and my initial response was that it will have that effect on a lot of people, but it's too late for the ascended. So now I feel like I have to preface in every single episode, I am not talking about a us versus them hierarchical um, value judgment. This is the thing that we have to get past. We have to get past our own fear of death, our own belief in dichotomy. Okay. So in the 3d dichotomy exists, your trauma exists. It's valid. Your experience exists in the 3d. I got molested by my best friend's dad and it was awful and it was painful. And I've experienced pain and loss a million times in my life in the 3d. And that's all real. In the 3D, that's all real. In the higher dimensions, I chose to come to the 3D to experience those things, just like you choose to play a virtual reality video game in which you get shot in the face. Because from a higher dimensions, this is just a dream that is just experience. Those two things exist at the same time. So you cannot use the higher dimensions to 
bypass your pain or your fear because you're here to experience it. So you have to experience all of it, process it, and then move on. Uh, And some people are choosing, as this apocalypse plays out, to experience a full painful apocalypse. They're not choosing that because they're idiots. They're not choosing that because they're not as good as us. That's just what they have chosen to experience. They are not done with dichotomy. They are not done with duality. We are barely done with duality. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation right here. So these two things exist at the same time. I just saw a post. I just don't have time to answer it about how do we answer to all the horrors in the world. And that's it. Uh If you believe in this, then you believe in all of it and that we chose to experience it. And if I'm being honest... I wouldn't trade out of any of my trauma and my pain. And I'm saying that as a person of privilege and I can't speak to what it's, uh, you know, uh, other people's lives or other people's pain. I can only speak to my own and my own experience, but I wouldn't trade this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back to not having loss because then I would have never been able to feel make finding my way out of loss. And if I'm honest, I don't know, even in the middle of loss, I'm, so anyway, so I want to do a whole episode on loss on the Patreon this week, but the um the gist of uh what I got was that the ascension process is continuing and it doesn't matter what 5G does. I didn't get that 5G wasn't dangerous. I just got that it wasn't going to stop the ascension. Well, and- you know, I think it may, it might in a weird way be a part of it because here is what, uh, here's also the fascinating thing from it, which is um, we have a lot of crossover listeners and they're probably all wearing Shungite because Shungite is a crystal with a frequency that literally makes 5G safe. Literally a crystal right here. This is all you need. Um, you buy it very cheaply. I have it on my Wi-Fi router. I have it around my bed. It's very inexpensive. And so I was a little bit fascinated that there's literally an inexpensive natural answer to it. God, okay. don't get me, don't even get me started. First of all, uh, Mark, when I met him, he has Shungite around his um, neck. It's also all over the house here. And what an interesting, um, if 5G is coronavirus... What an interesting um, allegory. But, okay, so here's another thing I was thinking of, and then I'm going to shut the fuck up and let you talk. Um, Nettle has been changing my life. And, uh, you know, I love Lacey, talking to Lacey, and she's like, Weed, weeds are our medicine. And I was just thinking about how that's how it's going to be. That's what the fucking plot twist is going to be at the end of this, that it's going to be like, Y'all made it so complicated. You made it so complicated and expensive and so many steps. And the entire time you were sick and your bodies were decaying, you were mowing the medicine. The the abundant amount of medicine was everywhere. It was in your front fucking yard the entire time. And you were mowing it to make your yard look good while you were seeking all of this stuff outside of yourself. And it was you. It was right here all along. I love that. And I love that Shungite is fucking cheap. And uh, and we can use that. Um, so are the symptoms that are all coronavirus, um, the 5G symptoms as well? 
Uh, you know what? I don't know that they're the symptoms and I don't know that they're the same. I actually think because, um, I am actually feeling more, this is my vibe, that cor- that coronavirus is a virus that we can't contain because of 5G, not that 5G caused coronavirus. Because here's the difference. 4G, when it goes through us, when it hits our body, it sort of goes, dude, dude, dude. So our cells actually have that small amount of time in between to sort of recoup. It's not great. But 5G is just like, and it's also a wave that is flat. So when it hits the cells, it's almost like the difference between hitting something that softly goes through and something that hits with a bang. So our cells actually need that time to recoup. I would love to see what would happen if they put shungite on someone that was sick. I also am very interested in uh, hearing from Anybody in your crowd or mine that has gotten it, because I'm thinking a lot of us are going to test positive for the antibodies and be like, we didn't go through, we don't know what it is. And I know I'm mixing a whole bunch of things at once, but if part of the ascension is changing our DNA to move forward, isn't that exactly what a virus does? It changes our DNA. Yeah, this is uh, this is wild. So I did do a Patreon episode. I don't know if this is going to be Patreon or main uh, this week, but I did a Patreon episode with Amy Spicer last week, and she had coronavirus, and it was really bad. Uh, I've done a few readings for people who had it, and some of them it was like really bad. Some of it was fine. Lilith, I'm positive had it because she had some mystery. I had something. That could have easily been the colder flu, but Lilith had this this mystery spiking fever and dry cough. I've never seen anything like that, and it went away, and it came back, and it was weeks. Um, so I'm positive she had it, and then I did get sick within like eight days of her coughing it into my face. Um, and she didn't um, get deathly ill like the hospital. She just got really sick. Amy or Lilith? Lilith. Lilith did not. Lilith, we almost took to the doctor a few times. I was like on and off the road or something. And um, I, every time that I was like, all right, tomorrow she's going to the doctor, then she would be fine the next day. And then we would send her back to school. And then she was sick again. They send her home halfway through the day. And then I would go to take her, but there's no symptoms. My kids do this shit all the time where I want to take them to the doctor and their symptoms go away. And so then I can't take them to the doctor and then the symptoms come back that night, you know? Um, but this but it was way before the scare, wasn't it? Well, so coronavirus was in LA. They've confirmed as early as December. I think this was late. I think this was like mid to mid January to like the first week in February that she had it. I know people that were very sick in December and then got checked and they had it. Or this woman I know was sick in November. She had it in November. So I think it's probably a different, I don't know, I guess you'd have to get a sign. I think it's a different coronavirus or one that if we didn't have this change to 5G, because I mean, I'm sure you've heard the first city that was completely covered in 5G was Wuhan. So that oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that was the first city to completely be covered with 5G, and then it sort of exploded. Now, here's what's interesting. Mill Valley in San Francisco area put a stop to it. They went, and because they're very rich, they went up against 
AT&T, they also went up against, they went up against all of them and said, you will not be putting those towers up because people don't realize how close these towers are going to be to their house. And the people that are putting them up are getting very sick. You also may see some plants dying. Plants are another way. If some of you have instinctively all of a sudden during this shutdown been like, I'm going to grow my own food or I'm going to get some plants. That is literally your intuition telling you these trees are going to absorb it. They will eventually die, but hopefully they will adjust. But I am wondering if some of, if that is literally the virus is the adjustment that our DNA needs to ascend. Yes, I absolutely believe that. And um, putting the pieces together from the masculine death stuff and the dust that I saw um, the glitter that I saw coming towards the planet. And then there it's referred to as glitter multiple times. Not that they're saying it's glitter, but it, they use it as glitter and analogy, which is a pretty intense synchronicity. Um, I did have like the, I have these vague memories. I don't really know how to describe them. Memories of like dreams of like higher dimensional alien school stuff. Right. And um, I had a memory of something about it activating the DNA. And this was back in like January. I was like, oh, I remember maybe, I don't know. I should stop saying when things were. It's really hard to remember. But a while ago at the beginning of it, I was like, I think this might be activating the DNA. And then um, somebody shared an article about how they have no idea how it's killing everybody. I believe that that's, they don't know. In fact, you and I were discussing, I don't know if I believe that it stays on hand, you know, metal, or I go to get groceries. Do I have to wash all my groceries down? I'm not doing that. Okay. They say not to do that. I, the rules also seem very arbitrary. Why is the drive through? Okay. I don't get it, but I think, um, I do think this is it. I think this is a big equalizer. I think by the time, uh, equalizer uh, has been thrown around to mean something else. This is the shift of the ages. This is the split. And um, it is not at the end of this, there will be people who have chosen to play one game and people who have chosen to play another game and that's it. And um, I think there's a lot of death coming and we have to change our perception of death. I mean, this is really like put your money where your mouth is type shit. You know, it's real easy to be like death is just a transition to another timeline when your family's not dying. Uh You know, when the country's not dropping dead and you're afraid that you're going to be one of them. Like we have to uh, come to terms with our own potential death, come to terms with the death of the people around us. Like really reconcile. Like, what do you believe to be true about death? If you believe this to be a video game and that you are energy that just never ends and just is, and uh, you believe in multiple timelines, like whatever it is that you believe, I'm not going to tell you what to believe, but like, um, you know, when I said in November that I thought that there would be a split and they would think we died and we would think they died, even though we kind of know that they just went to a different earth. Everyone's like, yeah, fuck yeah. And then this shit starts happening and myself included, it's really hard not to get sucked into it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, It's like, even outside of coronavirus, 60,000 coronavirus uh, deaths, um, I read a, an article I think was reputable um, 
showing these spikes, these 50% spikes, uh, just death in uh, all over the world that the death rate is super high. And this is it. And this is the first thing. This isn't the, there's, we're going to go into a little break here and I'm curious to see how you feel. We're going into a little break for a couple months and then I think we're going back into it. We're going back into it deep. And uh, this is really, this one is where you get to figure out the controls in your game and decide where you're going to play. Because when the next one comes, I I feel like it's not going to throw... People who have chosen to play the higher dimensional thing are going to have a higher dimensional experience. That's not a value judgment that exists outside of duality. And part of what that means is that you don't believe in good or bad, right or wrong, light or dark, that if, if you lost everything, you would still consider it a game you would still consider that you were here for experience and that you are creating your timeline and that you can create your way out of that timeline. Like that's what that means. And maybe Um, it's even, you know, maybe we're supposed to have two dimensions going on at once. Maybe some of these people chose to sit here and stay on the third and try and fix things from here while the rest of us go to a different place. But it is very, and this is my last, uh, my sort of my last little bit on 5g. I wonder if, there was no 5G if this virus would be less or if this 5G is supposed to be here to launch this and to push our DNA and push our bodies to evolve. So I don't know, you know, you can say everything has a reason. So maybe the 5G is here to sort of kind of sift through people. But I do know that I've been walking around with this, with this Shungite and, everything's kind of changed. I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know if I call and go, Hey, I got really, really sick for it from it. But I also feel like it's a frequency of fear that is covering the planet. And we very, it's like if one thing brought us all together, it was the fear of coronavirus. We need to think like that. But I will tell you this shutdown has done major good things for me. And I took this whole week off from readings because I need to slow down that everything, I'm getting downloads, I'm getting changes. I never felt crystals. I just was one of those people that, ah, that's not really my thing. Now, I swear to God, I feel them. I can't believe the power I feel that comes from them. In fact, when I first put the Shungite on, I put it on earrings, and I had a headache, and I was like, what is that about? It affected me. It was so strong, and I finally saw a video where someone said, wear it an hour, take it off, wear it an hour, take it off. So something is shifting in me. And I also know when my when we go back to quote unquote normal, whatever that's going to be, I have to find a way to slow down and stay at this speed, not the one I was moving at before this. Well, I think that the world is going to kind of force us, uh-huh. uh, is kind of forcing us to do that. So um, I did want to address the loss a little bit. Um, uh there is a death of the old world taking place and the new world is going to be born in more kind of stair-stepping things. And it's really easy when we are losing our current thing to attach to that or to, uh, and I, I know I've already said this a little bit on the podcast, but um, the new thing is coming. And uh, for some people, the new thing is just they're going to live in a big brother surveillance state. And that's because right. they have they have taken all of their energy and pointed it at the government uh, and, and, and wanting the government to provide them with safety and security. So when you do that with a person, 
when you uh, try to push all your power into a into a romantic partner, you end up in a codependent relationship that's usually toxic or unhealthy. People who are focusing on the government right now to be their safety and security and have their answers. And that doesn't mean I'm saying if you can get the unemployment, take the unemployment, take their fucking stimulus. I'm not saying that I'm talking about when you start to feel anxious. I don't think it's part of this community, but I mean, I think the collective is like that other reality is heading towards some type of really enmeshed reality with the government. And, um, you know, I, I, um, think that we, this collective and collectives that are awake are all going to continue doing what we were already doing, which is figuring out interdependence, learning how to have conscious uh, communities. And I think it probably won't start till next year, but I think we will start just kind of gravitating towards moving towards certain areas and communal living. But in order to get to communal living, we all have to have mastered the art of nothing outside of you can do anything to you without you. You know what I mean? Because otherwise we'll just get there and project our shit onto each other until we're all ready to kill each other and we all move and it's drama. So like we are still doing a lot of healing, but then we change money and we just do what we were already going to do, which is like find people who need help and uh, who are waking up and help them. And, you know, and if there's ways to uh, balance things that are unbalanced as far as, you know, society as a whole, we're going to be better equipped to handle that. The more of us there are, whatever, this definitely sounds like I'm starting a cult. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. And I, and you know what, too, what you're talking about, you don't have to worry about the cult part because I have to tell you instinctively, people are moving towards it. Here is the deal. I have... Uh, I just had to change my health insurance because I had to call the guy and go, no, I'm making more money. And he was like, what? Because first of all, this is the best time, not to plug my class, but this is a great time to know tarot. We are moving into a stage where tarot and intuition is going to be not the fallback plan. It could be your plan. People want answers. You're going to be intuitive with yourself, number one. Number two, the instinctive moves. I have never wanted a house. I have never wanted land. I'm sort of looking at a trailer in a place that has an acre where I can grow my own stuff, where I can have my own food, you know. And here's the other part. I have never... I am giving more. I did a show where they talked about uh, homeless teens and I was like, yeah, I don't need things. They need things. I start, you know what I mean? Like a lot of community, which in turn seems to be fueling whatever that tithing thing is. But it's like, yeah, I know a bunch of crap I don't need and that these kids could use that. It's it's almost like more is going out right now. And I feel, I don't feel any fear. I don't feel, it's like, yeah, we got to get these people homes. We got to get them whatever they need. And that's where I think we're going as people. But it's almost like, you know, everything corporate is just, I I don't want to buy sparklets water anymore. Sorry, I shouldn't say a brand. But I went and got one of those things that's my own Walter water filtration system. I want it like that. I want it all at home. I don't want to be giving money. And I know you and I are going to be a little freaked or will be going through. I think this is going to be the split. I think you're right. November, December, January is we're in a contraction. Now that's the birth. Yes. 
Okay, got it. So I think in November, when this switch comes around, uh, what we think, I remember when we were kids and uh, we thought somebody said, oh, that the end of the world, you know, in the Bible, the U.S. is going to start it because of pro-life, pro-choice. And then a few years ago, it was like, yeah, the end of the world is going to be illegals. And uh, are they coming into the country? And now um, I think the whatever is going to happen in November could be sparked by this. Maybe it's the people that want to be out and don't. And are, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know. But I know November is when that shift happens. Yes. Yeah, so it's interesting because you're all saying November. I can't see anything on the trajectory past uh September is a big pivot. I think we get locked, we get back in lockdown in like uh, July and August. I think we're going to be dealing with a lot of like guilt and shame about the split and about having to leave people behind. Uh, Cause I'm already dealing with uh, feeling guilty for being okay right now. And um, I'm not doing enough, you know, and it's like, I'm doing a lot and it just is uh, the guilt in and of itself is a belief in um somebody else's it's a belief in in duality it's a belief that like people who are choosing to have this experience because i don't want to get into like the privileged whatever right so like it's like spiritual bypassing it's so weird how things are this and that you know so uh but like ultimately fundamentally higher dimensionally my belief is that there is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. There is painful experience, but we came here to experience the painful experience. That said, that doesn't mean I don't do everything I can do to try to bring relief to people who are having the painful experience, but this like desire to save the world. Um, if there are people who want to wake up and come out of this, uh, I'll do anything I can to help them do that. And that's like what Imagination Project is, is like providing people with the tools and the resources to do that. But I cannot, I can't, like, I'm not going to help anybody by staying behind. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so the dream that I had 20 years ago was they brought, uh, the aliens brought me up to the clouds and they said, we will live here. And I looked down on downtown Portland and the whole thing was on fire and cars were running into each other and explosions and screaming. Mm. It was awful. And they said, uh, every once in a while, one of them will reach their hands up. And when they reach their hands up, you just grab them and pull them up. And I believe that that's what we are going to do. Uh, but I feel this split and it scares me. Because I, I am like, I'm here and I know better. And I, for 20 years, I've waited for this. And there's a mass exodus coming. And, but I do feel guilty and it's stupid, but I do, uh, you know, I do want other people that are feeling guilty or ashamed or like whatever, like those are, uh, I, I wouldn't say guilt is a valid feeling, but that is something, uh, worth transmuting you know i know and it is a hard um you know and then i have these moments where i go maybe i'm crazy and i'm just gonna die of the virus you know what i mean but it's like i i just i think we're on on the same page with so much of this and also you know maybe some people it is that question you know and i don't my parents are not uh, they're not going either way. My parents kind of have dementia, but part of this was we got them an iPad and taught them how to FaceTime. And now with my sister and my parents and I constantly every day, you know, it's really turned out to be a good thing. 
would they, you know, I, I guess I'm all over the place now, but sometimes I wonder if sometimes the people that are leaving the planet now are just ahead of what's coming. You know what? Someone said that to me today in a reading, and I thought that was interesting. Like, what if we're the ones getting left behind and the people who die are the ones who are going to the new thing? I also I don't, don't... think that's a split. I think they're there and we'll get there with them. But yeah. maybe they're like... And also, you know, I love when you talk about how, what is our spot in this? Because I'm not a fan of Trump, but I believe someone read his astrology and the Sabian symbol was the wrecking ball. So he has his purpose to start this whatever it is that's supposed to fall. So yeah. what do you do then? I I feel every time Trump exists, I feel like when a dream gets so absur- absurd that you go, okay, I don't have a, a shark in my living room and you wake up, you know? Mm-hmm. That's everything that Trump does. I'm just like, uh, this is, how is this, this not waking you guys up? You know, and that doesn't mean that he never says it. I, like oh, the the polarity shit. I don't want to get into him into with him, but um, I uh, have had enough of that. I know, I know. Right it's almost when I try to step out of that pendulum, I almost can't because it's become our lives. But that is where you know I I don't know. It's for what is coming in. November. I can't. So tell me why, what you're getting on November. Okay. I, for some reason, October, I have zero, like October isn't even on the calendar. I know you were saying there was something else that blocked out. I think November, the virus is back. The economy really takes a hit, which by the way, I'm with you. Yes. Get your stimulus check, get your unemployment. That's your money. That's your money. That is not the people that are buying $50,000 chairs. That is not the people that are in, you know, our government is our money. Take that without guilt. I didn't take unemployment because I, like I said, things are good. I am going to take that stimulus and hopefully I'll spread a lot of it around, if not most of it. But um, take it, people. There is something, too, about... Um, like I really am starting to think about buying land. I am starting to think about buying things that will help when being in the right spot. It's like, you're talking about meeting people. I think you landed in the spot you're supposed to be in because your most important job is being a voice. You know, when I do my podcast or I talk about things like when we all went into lockdown, it was like other dimensions were being added. And I noticed that I know how every creak in my apartment works. I know every time the building settles, it's settling completely differently. There is something going on that is bigger. I have drop in ghosts now that are not from the location. They're not from the area. It's like something is really, really shifting here. And when I say that on my podcast, I'll get a letter for an email from someone that'll say, I felt like I was crazy, but that's exactly. And that's your job. And our job is just to be that voice. So crazy, right. (laughs) But everyone listening goes, Oh yeah, I know what they're talking about. Um, But I, it is like, what am I getting ready for? I am not sure. I know that I am getting ready to be as less dependent on anyone as I can be. Um, I'm not sure what it looks like. I'm not sure it looks as bad as the aliens told you. It just might. But 
I still think we have a bunch of things coming that are going to be shocking and surprising before then. I, um, yeah, I'm not, I see everything in metaphor. And as we have learned, uh, in the, in the less than one year of this podcast, I'm really bad at guessing what my metaphors are. So I'm like, you know, the glitter that I saw was the coronavirus, obviously. And the, the masculine death was, was pretty dead on the death. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to take years though. Yeah. I think we're looking at like 2024. Um, uh, but so a couple things, uh, with the different ghosts and energies and stuff, Amy was saying something similar, like the stuff that she's carrying out of people or pulling out of people is bananas. There is something about where the earth is passing through the universe Hmm. that, uh, I think might be like, at least on from a higher dimensional perspective, like where the coronavirus came from. Cause that's what I saw was the planet was going through a pocket of space and this glitter hit the planet is what I saw. And so, uh, but also that we like, it's like a portal. It's like an opportunity for this huge awakening, but it, it fundamentally shifts the reality. So I don't know if you've watched midnight gospel yet with, uh, Duncan Trussell's new animated series. No, I'll watch that. Um, so it's, it's a really smart idea. It's his podcast. It's pretty esoteric, esoteric. And, uh, it's just the conversations and then they add a little bit in, but then it's just this like animation where these things are just happening, but they're happening in a very psychedelic way. So like while you're on psychedelics, it's like, there's this rolling experience where it's like, that's fucking weird. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's him. He's a bird. He falls on top of a sword. So now he's got a sword going through him and then he's being chopped up in a meat grinder and then he squirted out and thing. but the whole time he's talking and he's just rolling with all these things that are happening and all of the loss and the pain and everything just like, it's just part of the experience, but it's just this flowing thing. And it was interesting to watch that because I'd really been getting a download that like let go of security. It was an illusion in the first place, but it's definitely illusion now. Don't try to fucking nail anything down. Don't try to plan your life a year out. I think it's part of the reason that once we went into that energy, readings became almost impossible for me. I don't like to do fortune telling anyway, although I do come to you for fortune telling, but I'm like, I can only tell you what fucking timeline you're currently on. And odds are I'm going to change your timeline with this conversation. So like, But it got to the point where I'm like, don't try to figure out what's happening past July because uh, life is going to become this just for most people, this crazy flowing because we are becoming higher dimensional and higher dimensional reality is like that. The safety and security monotony was worker bee shit. And when you break out of the worker bee shit, life becomes crazy. And you just like the, the, the better you get at rolling with that the more fun you're going to have. Because if you're trying to stand stable, you're going to get fucking pummeled. I loved what you just said there. Uh, When I did my uh, year predictions show, my friend Paul Jasek said, this is the year of let go or be dragged. And that is like the greatest thing. But here is the positive part is, and this hopefully will relieve some of your guilt. um, I feel like 
this is, we're in the movie. We're in the best movie. We're in the movie that everybody wants to see. All right. And if you can see it that way, and I know there is pain and we're losing people, but man, may you live in interesting times. We did it. You know, maybe some of the people leaving are like, I didn't want it to be this interesting, but may you live in interesting times. You know, I have always seen myself. There are two ways I've always seen myself. One I thought was a past life where I was the old lady with the gray hair that lived in a wood cabin in a wood in the woods in a cabin. And people came to me because I knew, no, you have, you take dandelion for that. You take lavender for that. And I don't know why, but, and I was sort of ostracized. Like people were like, no, we're Christians. Don't go see the witch. And they would come to see me on the low down. And I had a boyfriend. Uh, So, you know, it's weird. No, I'm just kidding. And then um, the other one I always saw was me going east alone. I don't know. I didn't have a car for some reason. I don't know if I was walking or I was biking. I was going east alone. The world had fallen apart. I was just going to make it home to my family. And these are not scary. In fact, they kind of feel there's going to be something about freedom here that we don't get. You're exa- you're absolutely right. Not only is everything different now, and we should sort of have fun with it. I cannot, this is the weirdest dichotomy and the weirdest change. I feel like art is so important now. And you would be like, why now? We need food. We need water. We need everything to work out. We need money. For some reason, art is so important. It's important to me. I can't stop creating whatever I'm doing, but I don't know how that is. But it was funny when you said that about Duncan Trussell, because what a great time to bring that out. Oh my God. And the thing is, it was already in the works before this. Like, it's so amazing. Hold on a second. I think Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that music coming through. Um, Yeah, it was already in the works coming out at the perfect time. So, yeah, um, I feel like there was so many like bummer messages in this. I do want to kind of. um, Did we do bummers? I don't know. I feel like uh, we have to. Wrap it up um, higher in a better no, no, no. I mean, it just, it just is. I did part of it is leaning into it. I'm going to, so I'm going to record an episode. There's a lot of like loss stuff that I experienced in the last couple of years that I don't publicly talk about because it's, uh, it's not it's my, people's business. it's not just my story to tell. Right. You know, and, um, uh, that person would get pissed. <laughs> so, uh, sure, but I'm it is people's business. Yeah. Yeah, but it is a big part of like the experience of like what's been happening in the background of my life for the last couple of years and um, few years, actually, because it's kind of been a, a, a repeating thing. But so I don't think I could do it on the regular podcast, but I do just kind of want to go through like as far as like addressing financial loss. Um, and as far as, you know, we might get sick, man, we might get coronavirus, we might die from it. I, it's just better that we like my go to when I'm afraid of something, the, the fear of the tower tends to be worse than the tower. The fear is just to play the tape forward until you're okay. Your best friend might die. Your, 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 I must said lover. I hate that word. Your boyfriend might die. Your kid, you know, like just play the tape forward. I'm so anxiously attached to my kids when they're tiny that I have to just like accept their death in order to function in life. Otherwise I just become this fear-based lunatic. Um, 
up in the middle of the night drilling fucking dressers into the wall and shit because yeah. I'm afraid I the can't imagine. Kill them. I can't imagine with kids wanting to. So there comes a point where you have to just accept that there's a potential I'm going to take this loss. And that's, you know, it's funny. It took me this long to like, you know, I have to do that in relationships. Like this person might fucking leave, you know, people might not like you, like whatever. It's, it's the fear of the loss, which is ultimately our own fear of our own death. And I'm not afraid of death because I've died before. And when I got there, I was like, oh, I don't give a fuck about earth right now. I don't give a fuck about what I left behind. You think... I don't want to miss out on whatever you think I would miss all these people, but then you get there and you're like, this is I'm high as fuck on ecstasy right now. And I don't give a shit. I don't remember it. You know what I mean? I know it existed, but it's like a million miles away. I'm more afraid of like someone I know leaving. And I don't believe it's a tragedy when people die. I believe I don't. uh, The other thing I learned is that nobody dies against their will. If somebody leaves the planet, they wanted to leave the planet. Cause when I got there, they were like, do you want to go back? And then when you say that to people, they're like, well, then, you know, my mom would have never chosen to go. And it's like, because once again, you're assuming that this is something other than uh, a game that we're playing. And you don't know what that is. You don't know that you didn't make an agreement with your mom that you were going to have the experience of someone who lost their mom. I mean, this is like higher dimensional. This doesn't mean that your pain's not real. This doesn't mean that that experience isn't real and painful in it. But, and if this doesn't resonate, then once again... How on earth are you sitting through this fucking podcast if this isn't your life philosophy? (laughs) This is all based on the life philosophy that reality is some sort of game that we are playing and some higher dimensional sadistic aspect of ourself has created this reality for the avatar that is you. Um, If you don't believe in that. You know know what, too, though? How many people, like, here's the thing. I don't know, it was quite a few, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago that I really understood gratitude. Like, and I get up with it every day. I'm like, oh my God, everybody in my family's alive. The dog is still here. Like I wake up with it every morning, but I do feel like we're in the big show. We're in the, you know, may you like I said, may you, may you live in interesting times. We did choose the most interesting time. Right. This is also my take on, I wasn't going to get into all this on this podcast, but this is my take on karma. When people ask me, uh, why is my life so hard? You know? And, uh, like I said, I, I do have some privilege. I've also had a pretty traumatic life. Um, and I don't think of it as why do bad things happen to me? My honest, my honest to God belief is that I took on a huge karmic debt because I'm a little bit of a show off. That's it. <laughs> that I'm, that I'm good enough, that I'm like, I enjoyed this game and I could just see myself heaping trauma onto the plate and being like, give me all of this. And I bet you friends, you know, I bet you higher dimensional Karen Rontowski, I'll still wake up by the year 2000. You know what I mean? That's like how I see it in my head. And when things happen to me, uh, depending on what the thing is, I mean, really, the showdown that I'm in now is like me versus my own security system. Uh-huh. There's not much in life that life could hand me at this point that would get a real rise out of me at this point. Because I've just taken so many hits in my life and learned that, like, um, I was having dreams in the fall of, like, driving off of cliffs. And then in the aliens would be like, 
go into it, go into it, go into it. Almost like telling me to be like, yes, death, take me. And then I would like, and I'd be back on the road again. And I took that as a clue that like death, that it'll get to the point where you could get shot in the face and we will, uh, as we're moving into a life where we don't die, right? And we don't, like, nothing takes us out against our will because we will be able to just, like, boom, like, splice together another timeline. Well, you know, not only that, I feel like um, when it comes to pain and loss, you can do it in this life, you could have done it in last life, but it's like comedy. All comedy comes from pain, even if you're just making fun of commercials or you're talking about the worst thing that ever happened to you, you're talking about cancer. The reason I think comics have to experience a gut level of pain is because you have to match the lowest level of pain in the audience or the highest level of pain in the audience. If you've had an easy life, you're really not going to be funny. And you don't have to talk about talk about that pain, but you have to be able to match that level on sort of the ether with the pain, the person in the audience that has had the most pain. Does that make any sense? That's interesting. Yeah. So if you um, so you have chosen, if you want to be that funny, you probably have taken on that much pain. It's also a weird transition that's going on. And it's probably why I feel, I feel very positive about what's going on. And the thing that I feel like with your ride, your driving, or the reason I feel like art is so important is I wonder if we're moving into the age of our mind is the 3D printer. So if you can create something in art, your mind is then going to be the 3D printer that puts that in life. That's why creation feels so important to me right now. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that image setter shit. And I got a whole bunch of uh, downloads about the image setters and creating reality. I feel like right now the big uh, download that I'm getting is that we have to lean into the things that we're afraid of. Um, I feel like we're all in this game right now, this team, this collective, and pretty much everyone's uh, falling asleep, waking up, which crazy because in, in January, Lacey got this download. She was like, dude, we're all going to fall back asleep like a thousand times in oh. the next six months. And I was like, no way am I falling back asleep. But I've fallen back asleep a couple times. And it's so helpful to have conscious people around you. Now, if you don't have conscious people around you, it's because you decided that you wanted to show off and try to pull this off around the unconscious. But hold on a second. Lilith is interrupting. Hey, honey, I'm recording a podcast. Sending that as if she can read. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, I feel like, and then there's a few of us, like, in it, right? Like, falling asleep, trapped. I'm, like, trying to grab them. Like, wake up. Okay, so, like, in the face of the loss is what I want to do this episode about. Like I want to go through some of the losses of the last couple of years for me and then just kind of walk through my process of like waking up out of it. Because when you're in the face of a loss, I can say all this stuff right now. If my fucking dad died tomorrow, right. then, you know what I mean? We're going to have to, um, I, I know what I know, but when I'm in that loss, you know, you could pretty much take all my money away. It's happened to me so many times. You could take all my money away 
and uh, I'll just I just go limp. That one's pretty easy for me because I've like done it so many times. I have gone I have gone to zero dollars, thousands and thousands of dollars in debt, and no fucking plan so many times, and I just. I don't sit there like I don't do anything, but I just, I just keep giving the universe wallets and I fail and fail and fail and fail. And then it fucking clicks. And when it clicks, it's like, boom, instant, right back into it. I've gone from zero to, uh, doing really well multiple times to where I don't even know if the universe would offer that one up again, just cause it doesn't, it doesn't get under my skin at all. Now, years ago it did years ago. I lose my fucking mind. If I got a, fucking parking ticket but um death i haven't really uh experienced everyone close to me that died there was a weird like physical reality separation so i'm not going to pretend to like we we kind of drifted apart or something or we were like physically across the country from each other in a way that like my brain never fully accepted that they were gone right in my head i still feel like and i don't know if that's just like i didn't finish grieving but um, so yeah, if I, if someone close to me dies and, uh, and I have to do that grief, which I feel like is probably going to happen. Um, we're all going to have that. Yeah. That one, that, yeah. that one that hits you like a bus. Yeah. I think that's probably coming in the next few years for me. And, uh, it's going to be an opportunity for expansion. It's going to have to be something where I'm like, I like a lot of my views around death are already kind of. I don't think it's a tragedy. I don't think they got taken too soon. I already like, I fundamentally don't believe those things, but when I'm in that loss, like even when I live through the, the, the suicide of, uh, someone close to me in a mushroom trip, I was like, Oh my God, I didn't know pain like this existed. And, uh, that was just a mushroom trip and, you know, it felt very real. I was positive that it had actually happened, but, um, I, uh, so I'm prepared and braced for that. Um, and in that, when I'm in that, I'm going to have to wake back up. It's going to put me back to sleep. It just is going to put me back to sleep. Like whatever your thing is, when I get activated, I have to think I've hacked this finally. But, um, in the last couple of years of me working on attachment stuff, when I'm activated, I'm asleep. And since I've been here, I've fallen asleep a couple of times, but, um, I've been able to like, be like, okay, it feels like this, but I know that this is one of my stories from the past and I am activated and I feel cortisol pumping through my system right now, which makes things feel very real. But I recognize that as a stress hormone pumping, like, this is how I talk. I'm exhausting. Can you imagine being my boyfriend? <laughs> um, I am activated this is cortisol pumping through my system this is uh, so my heart's racing and it feels like you're doing something to me but i feel like it i understand i recognize that it's probably not true and then we just have to like get through it and that is like me versus my own security system but in that moment i just want to project the shit onto him and blame it on him you know i'm having like other conflict right now with like fans of the podcast and i uh I'm getting triggered, but I just know the wiring under the board of this game is if this person is triggering me, 
then there's something in me to be healed. Right. Now that doesn't mean, you know, uh, I'm, so I'm at, some part of me is asking this person to do this. And so then that's just what I focus on right now. It's like, I want to fight with you, but that's like, that's cause you're, I'm just going to deal with whatever the me thing is. And, uh, you're obviously working something out and that has nothing to do with me. So I'm not going to engage in that. And once we have hacked all of this kind of shit, staying awake in the game, no matter what happens or being able to wake back up, I think it's going to knock you to sleep no matter what. Um, I guess that's not true because I don't feel like I could be put back to sleep around money. Even if you like, even if I was homeless tomorrow, I was like, I've already been homeless. I'll just, it just cause I'm homeless today doesn't mean I'll be homeless tomorrow. I mean, I just like, I've lost everything and had nothing so many times that I just, it just doesn't. Well, that's also the interesting because like when I saw they had a picture of the food lines in Texas, the people waiting to get the food out of the food banks, I was like, first I was shocked, but then I was kind of like, okay, what would, how would that be if that was me? What would I need? What do you do? You know what I mean? Like where I can't, um, I don't, I, I, it is, this is where I feel guilty when I see all those people and I kind of want to go, where do you go with this when you can't feed your kids? You can't go yell at the government and try and overthrow the government when you can't feed your kids. You know what I mean? Like it's all intertwined in this strange place that it's, I wonder, it's very interesting because I've always felt like two things. I think maybe it is what we don't fear because like I said, I've always felt like you throw on the backpack, you grab the dog and you walk, you put a deck of tarot cards in your back and your backpack that's how you pay for your way. I've done it before, right? No money on the road. Yeah. Pull the cards up and just walk. And that doesn't scare me. But I've always kind of had a really nice safety net. And I don't know why whenever things fall apart, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's something in me that kind of like you, it is that why are those people in that position? And I'm lucky right now. Why is it the opposite? Or here's another weird theory. I had awful times. I think I did my worst times in my 20s to my 30s. I don't think I could have had it harder. Now, did I create that and get over it? Did I uh, make it up in my mind? Was it not as bad as I was thinking? It's kind of like maybe we the way we choose to take our pain. Is it all at once or is it spread out? I know that now I feel like I'm in a good place, but this is a weird offshoot. But I feel like spiritual people, like I have a trip or tripwire. I have a, 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 what do they call that? When you, you lose your, your shit fast. Um, not a live wire. Uh, oh, I can't think of the word. It's, it's like when I lose it, it's fast and it's awful. So when I get in it, I think it is a tripwire. Um, I feel like spiritual people have that. Like you were talking about how that somebody else can trigger you and oops, I'm going to see. Excuse me. Um, somebody else can trigger you. And all of a sudden it's like, I go from normal to unbelievably hot. I wonder if that is part of being a sensitive person. Uh, yeah, well, that sounds like a, a trigger of a place to work on something. My, um, the thing about that I want to kind of circle back to about the people in the lines with the food, like this is the thing that like, I'm struggling with. Right. So before, before, um, before coronavirus, what I, what I felt like was, 
when I was young, I was like, as I was hacking abundance, I was like, I'm going to go back and teach all the poor people how to do this. And so everybody gets out of poverty, like, right. And so there is some, like, I've since, um, I identify with poor people more than rich people. Right. So like, I feel like, uh, I was born and raised in poverty, the, the hamster wheel of poverty. And I found my way out of it, but I, I don't identify with the, with the class I made myself to. I want to go back and get the rest of my people. It's like in my head what it is. I totally get that. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't need a diamond ring. You'd rather see a hundred bags at the food line. That's what, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And I think for some people, and I probably tried this on for a second where it's like, well, I did it. So it should be easy for everyone. But it's like, no, I had like, I had to work so fucking hard, not work hard in the 3D because that's a fucking lie that they tell you. I had to like reverse engineer and hack this thing. That's like easy for people. It's easy for people who are raised rich, not just because their parents give them money, but because they are not afraid of money. They haven't been programmed to energetically recoil from the energy of money because I watched rich drug at like kids, rich kids who, whose parents were not giving them money. They were on drugs and were cut off from their parents would still land in a better financial position than us because they are wired to that. Right. So I had to figure out how to get to that frequency. And then I just want to teach other people how to get to that frequency. But you cannot teach them that when they're fucking can't figure out how to feed their kids. Right. So we have to figure out a way to relieve the financial pressure for them to do this. Well, like, obviously I can't do that for the entire country, but like, this is the kind of things that I think about. Like, how do I balance that energy? Well, the people that I have keys to, the people for whom I have this desire, we will find each other. That's it. And then all I can do in the meantime, like, obviously if there's ever a need that comes in front of my plate, I do like, and I have it, I, I do something to, uh, to help. But, um, if we are looking at like these communal, like living situations moving forward and we are just buying up land and like finding an efficient way to put houses up and starting to live in the 60 reality where those of us who have hacked money, we bring the money in. Those of us who are healers, who are readers, who are good with kids, who are good with growing food, you know, everyone just come do what the fuck you want to do. And then we're going to be in the position also to be able to just like take people off of mm -hmm. those hamster wheels who want to come off of those hamster wheels, who want to, you know what I mean? Not just like, I have a, like, I have, I think I have a savior complex that I, uh, like try to keep balanced as well. And I like, all, it's so much, it's so much fucking energy that I'm like, what am I really thinking? Am I, do I, am I just like white savior bullshit? Like, am I, you know, and I have to check myself constantly, but I think at the core of it, it, it bothers me. It bothers me that everyone's not having a good time. It bothers me that some people are having a good time when other people aren't having a good time. I don't understand people that want to be filthy rich and they're purposefully making sure that nobody else gets rich. That's the part I don't understand. I understand you're living in abundance. Fine. Why can't anyone else have it? Why do you have to have billions? Anyway, this is a fucking, right. I'm not going to this I get that. There's a, there's also a piece of, you know, and, and it's, this is sort of a two part thing, but I know all the things that happened to me in my twenties are so that now when someone calls me, I, I, I can, I can get on that level. It's like, here's the thing. I, I, I understand being obsessed with a guy. So you call me about that. 
and I can hear. Damn, Karen, calling me out. <laughs> not you, not you. I have so many. Not you. You grow and learn and move. But I have some. I have some clients that are so stuck, and I can't. At a point, I have to cut it off because now you're working against your best interest. You're not looking at coronavirus. You're not looking at these things. You're not changing your life. You're not helping your kids. This is all you're seeing. So at that point, it's kind of like that that person can't be helped. They can't. It's almost like the people that um, I know people that love to be angry. They live for it. They will find another situation that makes them angry. They are not here to learn what you're teaching. They want to be sad and they want to not have money. They have been given the chance to step out of that time and time again. I don't know why they don't. So some of it is, are you ready for this? Are you willing to go, yeah, I'm going to change. I want to move into this life of abundance. I want to. Some people just are holding on so tight. You know, it's a terrible example, but when those health workers were standing there holding people back and that woman was leaning out of her car screaming and, you know, it it's like that lady doesn't want to hear both sides. I've heard both sides. And you know what? I'm actually torn. I understand these people that have built up their business that want to be out. I get it. But I also understand these health workers that are like, we need a break. You know, that's one of those situations where I can come in the middle. But I just feel like sometimes we try to help people that have absolutely no interest in it. They would rather pay for me to listen to them than actually get out of the rut that they're in. You know what I mean? Your listeners are so already, I want to get out of the rut that you probably don't hear that as much as I do. Um, No, I don't know if you've ever heard me crack jokes about the few times that I have gotten a Karen Ron. Like, I don't know how you do your job. Uh, I am so blessed that I really only, my 99.9% of my readings are soberish listeners. And in the beginning, some were Mormon and the meth head listeners, which kind of same difference. So some of the, they're like real skeptical or whatever, which is fine. But then the only like couple of normies I ever had to deal with were referrals from you. <laughs> and the, that one girl was like, is he fucking someone out? Right. Which listen, right. we listen, I've, we're all twin flames here. We get it. I get it. But then I was like, well, here's what the sole lesson you're like trying to learn in this is. And she didn't give a fuck about her soul's lesson. She was like, but is he fucking? Right, right. And you can see that if you saw that, I, I when you see these people, sometimes the fog is over their eyes. So it's, I can't, I can't, I'll do all I can to help you. But, you know, sometimes just, yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that. <laughs> I'll probably have to edit that no, out, but no, I don't I, think you will never hear this, but I know that person. And it like took 10 readings before I was like, what are you doing for yourself? And she heard me. Oh, really? Fine. Oh, that makes me so happy. Well, oh, she heard me a little bit. We'll, <laughs> we'll see what's next. But it's like, at, at, and at that point, because at some points I'm like, Hey, I don't even think I should take her money. I, I don't, maybe I should tell her, find another reader. But finally it broke and I was like, okay, so the door opened a little bit. But, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Can you explain her soul's journey? There's nothing I love more when on the comments of someone who's made a reading, as they say, uh, I heard you on Jess's podcast. 
that is going to be the greatest hour, half hour, whatever it is, because they're already halfway there. They're going to take me someplace interesting. We're going to eat, you know, so I, but yeah, the 3D world, it's very tiring, but I do. I'm honestly so in love with everyone that listens to this podcast. I like cannot believe this is my life. Like I honestly cannot believe that I like that this is, I get to do this for a living. Like this Uh is, I, and then, uh, they're all my friends. It's like, sometimes they call for readings and they're like, uh, this makes me like, I'm nervous. I'm like, you're nervous. I know I'm going to make it weird, but I just like, they're all such a fucking pleasure to talk to. And to be honest, I don't know. Uh, I've had a couple, I guess, readings of people who I just, I didn't want to, uh, to take, I can't think of an example off my head, but that woman wanted to call me again. And I said, I was like, I I don't want to make her feel bad, but I also don't want to take her money. I don't want to be a spying glass for your ex. I don't think I'm helping you. Right. That's Uh, that's when I have to draw the line. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people call me for like, just to talk, just to talk, you know, we end up not doing a reading. A lot of my readings end up not being readings or, and like some people I'm like, help them untie their knots. And like, I'm like, okay, this is a good service. And then other people just want me to hear their story. And I feel like I can't, like, I can't believe you're paying for this. And, uh, you know, but I think like, they get what they need out of it. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter what a reading looks like. It doesn't matter if they hate you when it's done or they love you when it's done, if they get what they need. But, you know, that's why I don't think you ever have to worry about um, starting a cult because your people are too individual minded and they're in their own space. They're not sheep. Right. Yeah. I mean, I really do think, I I think sometimes maybe cults get started out of like, uh, well-intended things, you know, and, um, but I'm way too, as a parent, even I am, I'm a natural leader. So I end up leading things, but I lack the desire to infringe on people's autonomy. It, 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 it grosses me out. And this has been a conflict in the Facebook group because I refuse to enforce any rules. I think I put one person on, like, I have to approve your post just because you're posting too much. But, like, uh, you know, there are certain subjects that people don't want to happen in the group. And I'm like, y'all have to figure out a way to figure that out amongst yourselves because if I, I don't want to be the authority. I'm not your boss. Like, even if we, like, I happen to buy up a bunch of land for everyone to live, like, uh. And I'm not saying that's happening, but I've thought about it. I've thought about like, what if I just stockpiled all this Patreon money and then we just, we just did it, but I'm not going to run the show. I'm not your fucking boss. I don't want to tell my kids what to do. My, my, my older one is a Capricorn. So, you know, it takes her three days to make a fucking decision and uh, I can't stop. <laughs> well, you know, what you, you don't collect people. And I think when people get into a cult, what happens is they eventually find a way to sift through and only hang on to the weak, you know? Um, and also, it's almost like um, it is a, it's a, there was a, there was a radio show. It's probably still on, but it, it always bothers me because it's not a show about Jesus. The man goes on and says he's Jesus. Hold on one second. Okay. My kid will not stop. 
Lily, honey, I love you. I'm recording a podcast. I'll be upstairs in a minute. <laughs> this whole day. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's a, there's a guy that goes on the radio not to talk about Jesus. He goes on as, he's, as if he is Jesus. And it's not a joke. And he gives a sermon and takes calls as though he's Jesus and he uses his name. And I find that very uncomfortable because I believe the guy doing it is not doing it for good. He is doing it to um, gather the weak who are going to go with this with me that don't have the good mind to know the difference. I, I have to plug in my computer. It just went. Hang on. Um but you are like me in that you, you're you not here to collect people. In fact, I don't know who this is, but I still owe somebody in your group an apology because I got rid of them because they were pro-Trump. And I still feel bad about that. And I think that I'm, you know what I mean? Like we, I would rather, I think a cult leader would be like, no, just let them go. They're not part of what we're doing. Right. And you wouldn't do that. No, I, um, yeah, I know I'm not a cult leader and I think I almost am like afraid of that perception so much that I start to trigger other people, um, that people mirroring that back to me, you know? Um, so I, uh, it's, I'm so paranoid about that, even though I like, I'm paranoid of people thinking that, that they were all planning a mass exodus to live in Arizona together. And nobody told me um, because they thought it would make me uncomfortable that they were forming a cult behind my back, ah. that, that it was just like naturally taking a cult. And I'm like, and then the crazy turn of events is that I'm like, oh shit, we're going to have to create most likely this looks like the turn, how it's going to turn out is that the split will maybe take place with all of us together but we will just kind of go create our own version of uh, reality outside of the system, you know, relatively outside of the system. Yeah. For the, for the interim in 10 years. Uh, I don't think this, this, this reality is barely recognizable from last year. So in 10 years, none of it, I don't think there's any of it. I don't think there's government. I, five years, honestly, if I'm, if I'm being honest, but I, I tend to be a little overly optimistic. I, I, I hope so. Or I, I think it's even now it's even interesting with coronavirus that the States have to do it themselves. We've already lost the big government on that. The States are taking care of their States. So we've already broken it down to smaller groups, smaller groups, maybe, you know, the better way to go. You know, I had a dream once that um, we were at war. I don't remember many of my dreams, and someone showed me, they said, you capture everyone and you put them in one place. You give them the best doctors. You feed them the best food. You give them the best of everything and then tell them in a week they are welcome to go or they can stay and that this is what we have to offer because this is how we treat our prisoners. Would you like to see how we treat our citizens? And I mm. think that may be something, you know, because that will be the only problem is if we're in a society with haves and haves nots. But I think that's, uh, I thought that I always remembered that dream because I was like, that's a great way to do. Because I just, I would love to think this is going to transition with peace, but I think your aliens are a little right with destruction and 
you know, I don't want to be a downer. I don't think the thing is, is I don't think the system that, that created this is not going to be the play. Like you can't heal where you were hurt. The system that created this is not going to be the thing to fix it. I hope I've tried. I've tried to like bend and be like, okay, I mean, that's possible. That's a possible plot twist, but that's never been what I thought. Like, and up until the time that this was, you have to create new systems to render the old systems obsolete. And so that has kind of been like the division with me as the old systems dying. I'm like, let this fucking thing die. Um, we just have to focus on what can we do? Fuck them because they suck and they only care about themselves and, and they just are heartbreak. It's like, you're going to your toxic ex and asking him to be, you know, to, to be your fucking Prince Charming. They suck. Fuck them. <laughs> you know what I mean? What can we do? What can we do to take care of each other? Right. Fuck them. If they want to catch up later or if what we're doing creates some kind of macrocosmic shift in their energy, cool. But like, how long are we going to sit and wait for this toxic piece of shit to be a decent man? You know what I mean? Like that's, it's the exact same energy. It's magical thinking. The system sucks. And then we're always just amazed that it sucks. And it's like, it sucks. They're greedy fucks. They don't give a fuck. And I did, I, I will say some billionaires stepped up and, uh, and put some money out and a bunch of it was performative, but whatever, uh, performative money is still money. But all I know is that I can uh, sit around and complain about the way that things are. That doesn't fucking help anybody. Uh, I can perform on social media about how things are fucked up. Also doesn't help anybody. I can look at what I have in my wallet and in my life and in my skill set and my, my platform and say, what can I do with all of these? What would actually fucking help mm-hmm. people? And that's what I think about all the time. Like, what can I actually do? Well, the, what, what I can actually offer is a map out of this. The same map that I use to get out of the matrix, I can offer you that. Now, I do recognize how energy works and I recognize how fucking hard it is to get out of this game, especially when you don't have a history of doing it, when you are being pummeled by it. So that means that in order to like present this map to people who are super struggling, I also have to be able to take some of the pressure off. Okay. Well, I have, I try that. I do that. I do do that. And it works in, in, but like, it's like a person here or there. And then I start to feel like, uh, what is helping three people a month going to fucking do? And then it's like, okay, there's that like starfish thing, you know, right, it's like, right. I'm never, and also they might the help three more people and they might help three more people. Exactly. Exactly. So imagination project is like, what makes sense to me? We have to create a, a place for people to get your mind more than anything matters more than anything else. If you've got your mind and your mind is functioning and you're able to like clearly hash through the stuff and get your way out, like your mind is the payphone in the matrix. If you can set your mind to escape, the reality has to do what the fuck you tell it to do. But that is really hard to do when you are like losing everything and your world's on fire and your body's breaking down. So like, I do think about those things as well. Like how do we balance that energy? And I definitely think about balancing the scales of privilege and, um, whether or not people have chosen this or whatever, like I'm not spiritually bypassing. I do want to actually fucking help the system. Ain't done it th- this far. 
I don't believe it's going to do it moving forward. So uh, there's a lot more of us than there are of them. If we banded together, stopped fighting with each other, and just started like grabbing these starfish, throwing them back in the ocean, and figuring out what is the most efficient way. At this point, there's thousands of people that listen to this podcast, and a bunch of them aren't haven't lost everything. Right. And a bunch of them want to start living in, in, in these communities. So what if we just start buying up like giant pieces of land? Uh-huh. New Mexico's crazy cheap. I really have my heart set on Arizona, but I can be talked into New Mexico. That's uh, actually where my family is. up a lot for me lately. I don't know why. Uh, we should talk about this off the podcast. Yeah, okay. Lacey was sending me some stuff about some house, some houses out there. So maybe that's what it ends up being. Um, I actually don't want to move to Phoenix because I have a kid named Phoenix and it'll really bother me if people think I named her after that city. <laughs> um, all right. Where can people find this tarot course? People can find it at KarenRontowski.com or ParanormalKaren.com. And you want to use coupon code ParanormalKaren, all in capital letters, one word, and you get 50 bucks off. Hell yeah. Where can they find everything else of yours? Uh, they can actually, if they sign up for my newsletter and they can email me, if you have any questions about the class, please just email me, Karen at gmail.com. Uh, my podcast is paranormal. Karen. Um, if you just uh, sign up for my email list, that seems to be the best way. Cause everything is so spread out. I send out about one email every two months and it's full of misspellings. So, you know, it's from me. And, um, yeah, that's really it. But KarenRontowski.com or ParanormalKaren.com, you can find everything. And, um, yeah, thanks for having me on and let me plug. I felt funny. I didn't want to do an ad, but I was kind of like, well, I want to talk about it, but I don't want to do an ad. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. People are going to be so excited. So many people want to get into tarot. Yes. Um, If you want a reading from me, JessaReed.com. A little bit of clarity on the readings. Uh, If you want just a tarot reading because you have a specific question, you know, or like line of questioning. Um, I can get that done in a half an hour with cards. If you book the hour, it's usually going to be a lot more us just talking. I, uh, uh, especially right now, the readings go pretty quick. So just save yourself some money and get the half hour. If you're looking for more of like an in-depth conversation, uh, it's called intuitive counseling on there. Uh, definitely my specialty is helping you untie knots. If you've got a bunch of, I want to do this, but, or I can't figure out what I want or whatever, that's kind of more my specialty, helping you kind of untie that stuff. Um, I uh, also have an option where you can just uh, tell me crazy shit for an hour. That was actually a joke, but a lot of people do it. <laughs> wild to me because i was i just did it for tinfoil hat fans and then um patreon is a place where you get two bonus episodes it's it's been more since the quarantine but at least two bonus episodes of soberish per month at the five dollar tier at the ten dollar tier you get a weekly energy update I've changed it several times because it's it's been uh, difficult since the quarantine. So it's like a 20-minute energy update. I use some cards. Uh, sometimes those are live. If they're live, it's like a live YouTube link, and then we interact, and it's like an hour long. That's at the $10. And then at the $20 tier, there's a straight-up hour-long live video, uh, live stream, where usually Sunday evenings where uh, we all hang out and talk and discuss whatever the energies are. You can ask questions, whatever. Uh, It's mostly me flailing. 
and then you get everything else that's included. So that's Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Jessa Reed. What were you going to say, Karen? Oh, I was going to say, I forgot. If anyone wants, I just reordered. If they want Shungite stickers for their phone, I have little Paranormal Karen stickers. They're 15 bucks. You put them, you don't even have to stick them to your phone. You put them in the case. They take so much of the radiation out of your phone. Uh, email me, and I also send you the information on how that helps. You not get headaches and sleep better and stuff like that. Hell yeah. I'm going to order one of those. Um, and just read comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Sorry for the big Patreon explanation. I just get a lot of people who don't understand what any of it is. And so I was like, oh, I could actually do what every other, uh, Patreon person does and fucking explain it for once. Um, there's a Facebook group. If you want to hang out there also imagination project is up. So it is not done. The website is not done. Do not judge me. I put it up just so that you could, if you are a provider get your stuff in the directory. So imagination project, imagination is spelt with a Z instead of a T. So it's imagine Zion or whatever. Um, uh, com or org. I bought both of them and uh, go ahead and get, if you are any type of service provider, and then soon there's going to be the option to fill out if you are a mentor. I think that's it. Thank you very much, Karen. I love you so much. Thanks. I love you too, Jess. I miss you. Bye-bye.